2: I
3: don't wanna get drafted. I'm I don't wanna get
4: drafted I'm drafted. I'm
5: This is gonna put the Giants on the clock now. This
0: puts
5: the Giants. Emphasize, hopefully they'll
6: bring the best out of him because on third down, really, there was no pass rusher, I think, that I would rather have of these rookies if it's third down and I need to get to the quarterback than this kid. My problem is you gotta get the third (laughs) down. That's true. They do play first and second down (laughs) for a living in pro football. And to get the third and seven or third and eight, to get a lead you have to be able to it has been one of the worst though they have not been
3: able to put the quarterback on the ground we've had eight picks in the first hour we were going to go but the new york football giants are now on the clock they're six and ten they are a dubious uh, award first team since the green bay packers after super bowl two do not have made the playoffs the next three years the good news is they hope victor cruz is healthy to pair with Odell Beckham Jr., the rookie sensation wide receiver, to play at, for, to play pitch and catch with Eli Manning. But if you think of those Giants, who won the Super Bowl in 11, won the Super Bowl in 07, the New York Giants of Thompson. So we're Cough, waiting on
0: the Giants pick here, guys. Comfortable we're comfortable hearing a lot of noise about the Rams, on the possibly line. trading in, Good or the effort. Rams having a big pick. So and we'll Joe. see hopefully yeah, the uh, commissioners I mean to the, the stage he wants there to. might be a trade here that's the identity
3: of the giants and they haven't hat, correct absolutely okay. they, they need to build this team up
6: from front to back, both offensively and defensively. They need offensive linemen. They haven't been able to create a lot of space for their running backs. The running game has been a problem. Defensively, the defensive line hasn't been the same as it's been in years past. Other than JPP, I mean, really, what do they have? They need to get some beef up front, both sides of the football, get back to who they were when they were winning Super Bowls. And here you can see- All right, the pick is coming. Everybody hang in there. Hope everybody's having a great time.
3: Tonight, <laughs> <laughs> they are certainly giving Roger Goodell
0: a lot of time to get to the podium.
5: Miami
4: Florida, Stanford.
5: I don't. I think it's too early.
0: Are they giving him
4: a lot of time, or is he just
0: taking a lot of time at this Is Roger Goodell ambulatory, or is he? I mean, what's happening? You
7: might move those guys on a board.
5: Is he having trouble getting to the podium? Is Devontae Parker a huge drop-off?
2: of Kevin White I don't think so. All right, here we go. With the ninth pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Eric Flowers. Tackle Miami.
0: All right. Very interesting pick. So here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. Here's what's super interesting. The Giants are always a team that supposedly is the best player available team, never drafts on need, is, and we're going to bring Tiny in here in a second because he is our resident uh, offensive line expert. Actually, we're just going to have him hold the mic. No, facing us, facing us. Right. Um, You know, if we can get Tiny Nolan in here, of course he writes about the offensive line for TurnOnTheJets.com. Cal, though, quickly, your impressions, Eric Flowers... Is he
5: the best player available? I don't know if he's the best player available, but he definitely is a need for them, and he's the best player
0: at that need. I, I mean, uh, he certainly is the best player at that need. I'm a bit surprised at this pick, though. Uh, you just usually don't see the Giants do that. Joe, uh, Joe, what do you think
8: here? Uh, it's, it's a need, a bit of a reach, but sometimes need over supersedes reach um if they didn't take him there's a good chance that the rams would have taken him with the very next pick and then who knows after that if the giants could have even gotten a offensive lineman that could have come in and been a very effective starter right away um i think it's like i said it's a, it's a need pick and i think it was the right call maybe it was a reach but it's a need pick and good job for them protecting the like they needed to
0: uh let's bring in tiny nolan our buddy tiny uh, uh nolan what do you think man
9: Flowers, uh, I kind of predicted this pick actually because I heard a lot the Giants were big on him as their number one lineman. Um, the, uh, You're good. He's a big bodied kid, real big bodied kid, really probably the strongest lineman in the entire draft. Um, so it's a good pick for them. They could put him at guard and leave Pew out of tackle, or they could put him at tackle and maybe move Pew inside. They kind of got a little versatility now. Um, you know, footwork wise, it's got a little bit of work to do, but uh, honestly, I think it's a good pick for them. A lot of guys, a lot of scouts liked him as their top lineman. So.
0: Does, does he come in and start from day one?
9: Uh, yeah, I think he probably will. I mean, you, if you're going to draft a guy at nine overall, I mean, he's got, I think he's got to come in and start for you. Yeah, he's, he's really not much of a project. He's got the functional strength already. Of He pro- could be one of the stronger guys in the NFL. I mean, he's, he's there already. Um, you know, you got to take a look at his footwork and see how he gets the technique down and whatever schemes are going to teach, but he'll probably come in and start from day one, I would think.
0: Do, was there another way that you could have seen the Giants going here because Schreff went, uh, went so early that maybe they would have you know punted the offensive line to the second round?
9: I mean, honestly, I actually heard from uh, some people today that Flowers was higher on their board than Scherf. Okay. Which surprises me a little bit, but maybe they just felt he was a better fit yeah. for what they want to do and how they're going to shuffle the deck up front. Right, right. Um, Scherf, Scherf was my top guy. Uh and and the big thing for him is he was the most well-rounded lineman in the entire draft i mean every lineman so far has uh you know they all have like they're good at certain things they're not completely well-rounded uh but sheriff is the number one guy because he's got it all i mean he's not amazing at any one thing he's not a mauler he's not unbelievable in pass pro he can be beat but he just had that thing across the board where he was good everywhere
0: we have the, uh, the Rams around the clock. The pick is in, so we're probably going to cut to the television real quick. Not yet. Not yet, sorry. Um, but we're going to cut to the TV in a minute so we get Commissioner Goodell's announcement. Tiny, who's the best left of the offensive lineman going forward
9: for the rest of the first round? I mean, the funny thing is I, I was bit, my favorite guy in the draft was Lyle Collins, who, uh, you know, we know what's going on with yeah. him. So um, the other two guys that I really liked up top were, were I liked Pete a lot. Andrews Speed out of Stanford. Um, I think he can be a cornerstone, eventually a tackle. He's still got some stuff to work on. He's still a little bit of a leaner in run block. He's not the most physical guy, but footwork wise and pass pro wise, he's he's probably the best guy in this draft. Um, another guy I like this, DJ Humphreys. And I actually thought Humphreys was very similar of a player to Collins. So anyone that was pretty high on Lyle Collins should probably be high on DJ Humphreys too because he, he kind of shares a lot of the same traits. Same physicality, same get off, getting off the ball. You know, he's very similar to Collins as a player. So okay. those are my top two guys on the board right. still. Do you
0: think either of those guys goes in the first round? I think
9: Pete does probably, right? I, I, I think they should all go in the first round. Yeah. I mean, you may see one of them go here. Right. Uh, you know, the Rams are looking for someone to put next to Robinson. Yep. Um, they could go, someone could go here, and a lot of people mock draft O-linemen to the Rams yeah, yeah. At 10. But uh, I would think they would all go in the first round. I think you'll see probably as we get to mid Towards the later end of the first round, there'll be a rum. Right, I would think. Give me your impressions real quick while
0: we have you on
9: the mic. Give me
0: your impressions and your your
9: thoughts on Leonard Williams. I I love it. I mean, to me, it's you know everyone talks about that best player available concept or, or best graded player available, whatever you say for the scheme. I mean, I think he's a guy who's going to come in and make this D line one of the best possibly ever. I mean, yeah. Really, it it an, and reaches the potential we think he could have. Um,
5: go ahead, oh, go. no. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off, but the question I had was, if they didn't go Leonard Williams, would you have gone another way? Are you happy with taking Williams at six, or would you have gone another way?
9: I mean, I could have seen them taking Kevin White. That could be another way they would have went, but I'm not I think a lot of the edge rushers outside of Fowler were a little overrated. I think people were really high on them because they get as soon as they see those guys that can rush the passer, they're all over them. When that well rounded of, of players, they, they really can't defend the run, you know, none of that type of stuff. Um, and I actually was interesting on watching Gruden and Kuiper on TV the other day Gruden was picking out film of these guys getting dominated yeah. against a run I think yeah. it was Randy Gregory yeah. that was yeah. Melvin Gordon hit 400 yards just running at him all day with Gregory <laughs> yeah. I can't remember which guy it was but you know, I think they're a little overrated so I'm happy with the pick if I'm a Jets fan I'm happy with the pick yeah. I, mean, I don't know what this means for Wilkerson but you know I, I like the pick he's the best player available good two gap player um, probably a lot of people have the best player in the draft so I think it's a good pick
8: uh, uh, to the Williams pick or to the Rams pick? What do you want me to go here? No, I was going
0: to ask you about the Rams pick. Rams Rams pick? Right. yeah. Um,
8: I think they're going to actually pass on the offensive lineman here. Um, yeah. A guy like Jake Fisher might still be there for them with their pick in the second round. Right. Uh, another need for them is going to be getting Foles a weapon. I don't know if they have enough there for him. And a guy like a Brashad Perriman or a guy like Devontae Parker, And it looks like right. the commission's going. Yeah, let's go to the
0: podium, Jay, please. All right, we're going back to the podium here. The Rams are on I the lied, clock. The
3: commissioner's time in the 40s is not what it used
0: to be. Yeah, yeah it, you're in that so, job
3: for
2: five, six... So we're not alone, eight. saying it's ridiculous. Quick, did he get a hip replacement? With the 10th pick in the 2015 NFL draft, the St. Louis Rams select Todd Gurley. Oh! York, Georgia. Whoa!
3: in the top ten my goodness stop the presses no one
0: can... wow that is that is huge it's the first time in a long time guys that a running back has gone this high at all you know everybody loves Todd Gurley's ability it's not a knock on him as a player but the position has been so devalued over the years I'll start with you Tiny and then we'll go around the horn uh, what do you make of this pick?
9: I think it's great. I mean, you know, it's weird that lo- you know, running backs has been so devalued yeah. over the last several years. I mean, it's kind of a resurgence of the running back, and it really speaks for how Gurley is the player, the fact that they're willing to get him at 10 all coming off an injury. You know, coming off a pretty serious injury, you know, hopefully he's going to be like Peterson coming back healthy from it. But coming off that injury, they're going with him at 10. I mean, that just speaks to how good of a player they think Todd Gurley is.
8: I think it's a good pick. I like it. Todd Gurley is a game-changer, plain and simple. The Rams have had some problems with the running backs the last couple years. Ever since Steven Jackson left, they didn't have any consistency there, so he's going to be a key player there to take some of the pressure off Foles, being that he doesn't have a top weapon. Um, Like I said, he's a game-changer. As long as he's healthy with that knee, he's fully recovered. uh, The only risk is, you know, once... Two, it, two knee injuries, you really can't recover from, it. and he's lost that one in the bank already, so uh, if he hurts it again, who knows what happens, but it doesn't matter if he's coming back healthy and getting back to the form he was at Georgia. What he was there was a game-changer, so he could translate to the NFL now.
5: He's, he's an explosive player, but again, the injury concern is, is a huge concern, and when was the last running back that we saw drafted this high, or even in the first round, that came in and made an impact
0: in the league immediately? No, but, you know, uh, you know Mike, or, uh, I think it was uh, McShay, uh, exasperatedly. <laughs> because McShay's always exasperated when he's doing his podcast. He's like, uh, tell me about Corley. <sighs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, it's the draft. I know, it's my job. Um, but he brought up a great point. You know, he was talking about Le'Veon Bell, and he was talking about guys that were taken in the second round. If you did the draft over, they would be first-round picks. They absolutely would be first-round picks. So this idea that the running back position is devalued to a point of you can't possibly take a guy there is sort of nonsense. And I, will also, I would also say this shows, to me, a great deal of confidence in the guys they have there, in Tavon Austin and in you know, Bailey you know, and, and, and in Nick Foles. Like, they feel like they can put together... Because everybody loves the Rams, right? Everybody loves the Rams. Everybody's crazy about their defense. They're a big sleeper team. Everybody loves the Rams. Is this guy the last piece of the puzzle? I'll throw it to you, Joe. You know, is, is this guy... They're showing a ton of confidence in the weapons they already have.
8: Now, an aspect of Gurley's game that's not talked about much is his receiving. He's a really good pass catcher out of the backfield, and Foles really loved throwing the ball to McCoy and, uh, to a lesser extent, Sproles when he was in Philly, and now that's added back to his repertoire over there. Um,
0: yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a huge... It's like a huge thing. Like a running back went, Oh, hide the women and children. I have the vapors, my lord.
9: I mean, who's to blame? Is Trent Richardson to blame for the devaluation? I mean he's he's almost ruined football single handed. Let's he's two first round picks have gone for Trent Richardson. Yeah. He's I mean, he's devalued the running back position and lost people a lot of money <laughs> in the process. But good thing. I hope Todd Gurley works out and gets it back going. I mean and what we just showed they just showed a bunch of clips here on ESPN of him running up he's He's an NFL running back. He knows how to follow blocks. He knows how to set up blocks, Um, and he's explosive. As soon as he hits that line of scrimmage, he's an explosive kid. So, I mean, I I hope he brings. He leads the resurgence of running backs coming out of the draft for the future.
5: Yeah, you hope so. But I I keep going back to what Joe said: one one knee injury in the bank. The next one, he's it's going to be hard to come back from.
0: So you're saying two knee injuries is a bad thing?
5: Two knee injuries probably not not the greatest thing in the world.
0: All right, sweet. We have a second uh, here with the Minnesota Vikings on the clock. They may take all day. No, the the, the pick is in. But uh, but I, but while we have Tiny on the on the line here, I want to ask you about your Eagles.
9: I'm, I got to tell you, I'm thrilled that they did not trade up to two because that that offer that was being you know shopped around Twitter or whatever. I mean that was a lot. And and Chip Kelly talked about not mortgage in the future. To me, that's a mortgage of the future. Yeah, that that offer. <laughs> I mean, getting rid of your entire core, especially on defense—Cox, Kendricks, all those guys—I'm um, glad they didn't do it. So I, I want them to kind of sit at 20, or maybe shuffle around around 20, and 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 go after a Byron Jones or, or one of those guys, in de- Marcus Peters out of Washington. I kind of want to see them go after one of those guys. Maybe look to get a running back, O-line, then later in the draft, second, third round. Do you, do you think we're out of the danger zone of moving up now? <laughs> Because we're at, we're at pick 11, they didn't make the trade to 11, so... I definitely don't think we're out of the danger zone, but um, I think we're out of the danger zone for Mariota. I mean, I could see them moving up for a guy that they just have on their board they really like, whether it's a Peters, Jones, any one of those type of guys, but I, I think the Mariota thing is done and dead. I would have loved to have Mariota, sure. I mean, I think it would have been great, but to, to give away that much on defense, plus two number ones and a number two, I think this year or next year, that's just too much me. So
0: uh, we are here at Five Milestone, as you know, because you're here in the room. Uh, and joined by the guys from TurnOnTheJets.com. Uh, Brian Calvi, Steve Sampietro from uh, Ready to Unload with Callan Sampete. We did a raffle. We're going to get to that very shortly. You guys should have raffle tickets. We're going to raffle off some great Jets stuff here. We have a DeBrickishaw Ferguson signed football. We have a Jeremy Curley signed football. Uh, so we're going to get to the raffle in a couple of minutes. Um, so if you have your raffle tickets... If you use them to write a number down, uh, you're making a bet. I don't know. What would you possibly, what would you possibly use a ticket for there, Cal?
5: Other than entering a raffle. Other than entering a raffle. Uh, there's not a lot you could do with it.
0: Maybe at the deli. Maybe you you got a low number. You could go to like a corner maybe deli and scalp that.
2: Cuts, maybe. Let's go to the podium, Jay. With the 11th pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Trey Wayne. Defensive back, Michigan State. Okay, so we
0: have our first corner off the board in Trey Wayne. You know, guys, this is and this is, is Trey a, a super interesting pick because... From Kenosha,
3: Wisconsin. Oh, we all know he's not of the best, best corner the players, in the draft. Now,
9: the I mean, he's players. not he's my best No, he's not anybody's position. best corner. No. And, uh, we talked and so about, I just talked a second ago about the Gruden-Kuyper special. Yeah. I mean, they really took Wayne's and really kind of isolated a lot of his you know, unwillingness to to get in there and get physical and and make which is surprising for a Michigan state guy. Yeah. You know, you you, when I think Michigan State football, I think physicality, especially on defense. And it's a little surprising. He's not a guy that really wants to get in the mix and and make a lot of tackles.
0: No, it's not he doesn't seem like a guy who mixes it up. Um, and you know, we all know who the we all know who the number
9: one corner in this draft is. Who? Who you got? It's Peters. I like Peters. Yeah. I'm a Peters guy and that's I, who I'm hoping the Eagles get. And I think this cleans the way for you to yeah. maybe get him at the twenty. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to see Wayne's going. I don't think Kelly or the Eagles would have went for him, but you know, it's good to see him off the board. But you know, if there's another quarterback needy team before the Eagles, maybe Peters goes next. Maybe, so yeah. I you, mean, know, you kinda want to see those guys hang around a little bit so right. Peters will stick on right. the board for, for a team that doesn't have him number one. We
0: have the Browns on the clock right now. They have about five and a half minutes left. And they've been a super interesting team. The Browns, obviously, with Johnny Manziel and, and and all the drama that they went through last year. They have about five minutes left uh, on the clock. No idea where they might go. Joe, uh, any
8: ideas where the Browns might go here? Uh, first, I want to quick touch on the Vikings pick, Please. Um I actually had this argument with uh, Dalvin, uh, I think it was yesterday, about who the best quarter in the draft is. Um I agree with that. It's Peters' highest ceiling, highest floor. I actually have Wayne's with the highest floor, safest, the safest player. It's like the Cooper, Kevin yeah, White. Yep, yeah, right. exactly. Because he, Peters, and uh, to a lesser extent, PJ Williams from Florida State, they also have off the field issues. Right. And so that also factors into it in today's NFL. Sure. Uh, but Wayne's doesn't. He doesn't have. Those you mean issues. getting thrown off
0: the team is a bad thing? Yeah, that's a bad
8: thing. You know. Being, Again, yeah. frowned, upon. frowned upon. If
0: I had known that, yeah. probably wouldn't have gotten thrown off the team. Cal, uh, we're we're moving through this draft. Beautifully, Cleveland on the clock. Cleveland. It, again,
5: you talked about the drama last year with Johnny Football. There's been drama the last couple of weeks with Cleveland. Right. They've got two first round picks. Yep. They were shopping them actively. And they don't know what to do with them. They were trying to get a quarterback. <laughs> they just got a quarterback last year. Right. Who the heck knows what they're going to do? Their pick is in.
0: They literally could take anyone right now. It's
5: amazing, though. There's been there were 12 picks into the draft and no trades.
0: No trades yet. Which we thought this was going to be like a crazy trade-heavy trade-palooza. Yeah,
8: yeah and apparently Ray Farmer didn't take any notes from Kevin Costner draft it, right. keeping both of these first-round right. picks. That's um, right. But as far as where they go here, a guy to keep in mind might be Bud Dupree. They, yeah. have, they have a very, I, want, I don't want to say weak defensive line, but it could definitely use improvement. And Mike Patton, a Rex Ryan guy, sure. would, would they sell. Can let, they the could use an edge. Bud yep. on, on. I,
0: that's why I'm somewhat surprised, guys, that Mike Patton, with his two first-round picks didn't try to get up and get Leonard Williams because Mike Penn was the guy who rang the bell for Mo Wilkerson. I mean, Mike, that was his guy. He made that pick. The reason Mo Wilkerson at a temple is a jet is is Mike Patton. So I was kind of surprised that the Browns didn't try to get into that spot. Maybe they did. I think they absolutely did. Right. Maybe they did and they didn't offer enough.
5: I think they absolutely did. And and. What we're hearing is that McHagnon didn't get an offer that he felt was worth moving down for. So maybe one of those offers was from the Browns.
0: Right. We're gonna raffle off the uh, the giveaways in just a couple of minutes. Tiny, where do the Browns go here? And also back to
9: Mike Pettin trying to get, you know, a defensive lineman. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm sure he was trying to get up there. But honestly, Williams, it's it's interesting. You know, at USC at least he was more of a two gap yep. player. Yeah. Actually, if you watch tape on that, he's the slowest guy off the ball. Yeah, which is very interesting to watch. He's slow off the ball, but then just knows how to read what's going on. He plays kind of like a linebacker. But I think in Petten and Rex Ryan's defenses, they like D linemen that are going to penetrate a penetrate, little more, right, right, right. kind of get off the ball. So I don't know if they really had him. Maybe as high as some other teams who right. play more penetrative style of defense would have. Um, but I'm, I'm honestly, I mean, he, the kid could probably play that style of football. Yeah, you know, I'm sure. I just, think, I just felt like the athleticism there... The athleticism is, is, is there, the size, you know, the is, power. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so if you're drafting a guy you think is the number one guy in the, in the draft, I'm yeah. sure he can do it. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, for them, I, they could go Devontae Parker here. You know, they could look at someone to replace, you know, Josh Gordon, who knows what in God's name is going on with him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see that pick. So, uh, real quick, guys, we're, uh, we're having a great time here.
0: We'd like to thank... Like to thank uh, Five Mile Stone um, for having us again. Hope everybody's having a great time. We're going to do the raffle in a couple of minutes. Uh, special thanks to Dave from Gun Hill Brewery. I hope everybody's enjoying the Gun Hill Brewery award-winning uh, beers. Congratulations to them winning Best Stout. Uh, it's a tremendous honor, Dave. Seriously, congrats, buddy. I'm 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 seriously super excited for you guys at Gun Hill. Um, and of course, Seat Seed Swap, SeatSwapTicket.com, uh, a new up-and-coming way. To you know, to ignore StubHub, ignore them, because Cal, it's about being there, Cal. It's about being there. Uh, we're gonna bring Joe Caparoso uh, back in in a couple of minutes to do the raffle. Um, we have some great gifts here. But again, thank you everybody for coming out. Thank you to the Five Milestone staff who's doing an awesome job. Thank you guys behind the bar. Super appreciate it. Um, and uh, hope everybody's having a great time. Uh, and you know, the Browns on the clock here. I want to bring it back to the draft. I watched Draft Day. I watched that movie. Now, I I admittedly watched it on the iPad in bed, you know, kind of by myself, like solo. Because, obviously, the wife is going to be nowhere involved with that.
5: (laughs) She's not interested in that movie? No. No.
0: Heavens no. It's
5: Kevin Costner. It's it's, it's Kevin
0: Costner. He's adorable. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that movie. The acting was abysmal. Not sure you can act... Any worse in a movie.
4: That bad, huh?
0: It was that bad. When Kevin Costner is the best thing in the movie. By a lot. Like Jennifer Garner. Wow. I didn't see the movie. Was it believable? No. Not even remotely. Let's go to the podium.
2: Stephen Brown select Danny Shelton. Defensive tackle Washington.
0: Danny Shelton, the defensive tackle from Washington interesting he's just he got laid, laid as well just like marcus Mariota. they both got American laid
3: play. what he's of course it's not moment. my fault which is why i'm sorry
0: <laughs> i'm gonna take this to our resident uh line expert uh at
9: tiny what do you got i mean it's a surprising pick um but shelton's a, a strange cat he's a little bit like sheldon richardson in that not his explosiveness off the ball but in his pursuit of ball carriers it's very interesting to watch him play he doesn't dominate inside as much as i would like to see him on a consistent basis but once ball carriers start to break it outside the tackle or something like that, he is in full pursuit like a linebacker and i I was shocked watching it that's to me that's his strength it's reading the play and you're going to see some some things that espn's showing us here he really pursues down the line unbelievably for for an interior d lineman
0: yeah, I think I think what's interesting, guys, is last year when the Raiders took Khalil uh, Mack. Right? We were all like, "Oh, they did it right! Oh, the Raiders! Oh, the Raiders did it right! Oh, good! You know, they did it right! Oh, fantastic! The Browns did it right here. This is a good
8: pick, Joe. I would agree with that. Um, I can't really speak much about Shelton. I'm not very familiar with him, so thankfully Ty is here. Um, but it's definitely a pick that you can see coming. Uh, on the defensive line for Patton, like you said, a guy maybe like Sheldon Richardson. So I think they maybe did get it right here. It's a very to area of need their defensive line. They got Torched a to run all season last year. Uh, so it's a it's a good pick for them.
5: Yeah, it's a, it's a good pick because they have another first round pick too. So this is yeah. a good opportunity to take Absolutely. A guy like that.
9: It's kind of similar to what the Jets were looking at two years ago, right? Right like Sheldon and, and, and Milner, right. And the interesting thing is it's similar he's a versatile lineman, so, you know I'm not convinced he's this big power, Haloti Nada-type player that's just going to dominate. I don't think he's that guy. But he is versatile. He can play in Petten. Petten's going to run four-man fronts. He's going to run three-man fronts. He can play in both of those schemes. So I think it's a good pick, and it's something that he always looks for in his his players on D-lines. Rex, same way, is they're going to get versatile linemen, and I think he is that. Well, it's, 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 again, surprising when the Browns do something right. Like, we're, we're reasonably... And I have a lot of friends from Cleveland. I know Cleveland quite well. Uh, good for them. Yeah, and, and looking at the rest of the D linemen who have first-round grades that are left, he's probably the most productive guy that's still on the board. So if, if you were thinking they might take a wide receiver, you know, you still got some depth here at wide receiver some guys that are first-round talents, second-round talents. Right. That they can use that other pick on. Yeah. So now you jump on Shelton thinking the guys behind him really aren't that great. Ar- Armstead's not really there yet. Brown's a good player but he's you know, he's not as good as Shelton. So you you make the move on on Shelton now and then maybe you take a receiver later on or, or an edge rusher that we still have depth at. at yeah, this level. is
0: a, this is a common theme for a lot of teams that need a receiver. Is that it's a deep receiver draft. So you can wait. You can sort of wait it out to the second or third round. Or even the fourth or fifth, you may get somebody, you know, like a Martavius Bryant last year. You know, it's a deep draft for receivers where you can say, you know what, let me get this big run stuffer that I can plug in. I got another pick in the first round, you know, that I can use maybe on that receiver. And there's the, the, the drop-off between, like, a Devontae Parker, it's not that great. It's not a huge drop-off. So, you know, good for the Browns, Cal. Good for the Browns, I say. But I say what's good for the Browns is good for the NFL, and they have new uniforms and they're very fancy. I
5: have not seen. Well, I have seen them.
0: They are very fancy. I
5: don't know if I would say fancy.
0: I, well, there's nothing about the Browns football, that's ever fancy. Football
5: uniforms fancy? All right,
0: what what the, sharp? They are sharp. They are sharp. <laughs> they are definitely sharp. I apologize. You're right. That's a better they're word too. Hey, that football uniform sharp. <laughs> uh, so we have the. We have the uh, New Orleans Saints on the clock right now, a team in flux as, as, as you would say, uh, you know trading Jimmy Graham in the offseason. Uh, they have a ton of needs. Drew Brees uh, is a malcontent. he's not a malcontent. he's doing commercials. he's not doing commercials. he has a cold, then he doesn't have a cold. he takes the medication, he doesn't have a cold anymore.
5: That's the commercial.
0: so you don't know what the, the the Saints are gonna do here they really could do anything and their owners crazy pants. I'm sorry I'll say it like that's a crazy pants organization it is. I, th- look it's not my fault. you know you're, no, you're really spot on <laughs> right And you don't know what they were gonna do they were
5: they were interested in Shane Ray before right. everything went down before,
0: and they should still be why they not sp- they still might be bring them into New Orleans why not? Can I get three, J? am sorry.
8: They were also interested in Randy Gregory, and now everything's coming out with him that maybe he, some say he might not be able to handle the mental rigors of the NFL. Which and, is great. Um, That's what you want to hear. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Devoid of weapons for Breeze now, all of a sudden, with uh, Colson getting up an age and Graham gone, so maybe they could go for a Parker right, here. Right, and
0: Cooks got banged up last year, so you don't know necessarily exactly. if he's—you he's know—he was great when he was healthy, yep. but he got banged up. You don't know if necessarily he's an answer, so they could go with Devontae Parker right
8: here. here. Um, Long term for their thirty-first pick, I could see them maybe going for a Bryce Petty to back up Breeze, but here they could go anywhere.
0: Yeah, Bryce Petty at the thirty-one—that is kinky. I have not seen that in a lot of places, and I like it. I, I, I would definitely be into it. tiny. What are the what are the uh, Saints here? We're going to do the uh, the raffle in a couple of minutes, folks. So everybody stay pick uh, stay stand pat. What was I going for there? Stand by. I was going for stand by.
9: Stay I mean, put. Wait, I think they go wide receiver here. I mean, who's he throwing the ball to? I, right. I, honestly, I can't even think of who their starting receivers are outside of Cooks next year. I mean, everyone's going, right? gone, right? colson has gone, right? I mean.
0: Colson's still, there, yeah, but yeah, he's he's still, still there, there, but he's old. Yeah. He's a shell
9: of his former self.
0: Yeah. I mean, and he went to Hofstra. I yeah, mean, I mean, Jay went to
9: Hofstra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think they go Parker here. I would think they would get Drew Brees a weapon, make him a little happier. Unless Drew Brees is clamoring for another own lineman, I
8: don't know. Yeah. But, but I think I, Parker, to me, seems to be the pick here. Yeah. In a crazy offseason of NFL trades, I might be wrong here, but did they trade Kenny Stills to the Dolphins? Yeah. So they really have no weapons for Brees to throw the ball to. Um, <laughs> It's definitely a receiver could go here uh, of the two top one remaining Parker and Perriman, Paraman might have the most upside but Parker is the safest bet here and I think they could go Parker here yeah
0: th- there's a number of ways they could go we're trying to get Chris Lepresti on the line and we're going to get Chris on in a couple of seconds um, you know but and then we're going to do the raffle we welcome Joe Caporosso back in Uh, Founder of TurnOnTheJets.com. Hope everybody's having a great time out there. John Gruden's clearly having a great time. Cal, he looks like a tick about to pop.
5: (laughs) You know those people that love Christmas and they wait all year and they have Christmas rooms in their house? That's what John Gruden looks like tonight. This is like the greatest day of the year for him. For him and Kuiper. And Mel Kuiper.
0: Yeah, John... John Green, Tiny, thank you so much, buddy. Stay stay close by. Tiny's also working security right now for our <laughs> sound guy, Jay. All right, let's go to the podium, Jay, please. Thank you so much. Jay Mafali doing an unbelievable
2: 2015 job. 2015 NFL Draft. The New Orleans Saints select Andris Pete. Tackle Stanford. Wow. Have quarterback like
6: Drew Brees. And you get the kind of protection that you had last year, which, which is not
0: very interesting pick. Very interesting pick. We just heard Tiny Nolan talk about uh, Andres Pete as as a prospect and whatnot. Hey, you gotta protect. You gotta protect him. You gotta protect Drew Brees, uh, and you can't just do it with Vicks and
7: Nyquil. So, in, in talking to Nolan and just looking at some of our pre-draft analysis, Pizza Guy kind of compares a little bit to DeMarcus Shaw, Ferguson, maybe a little bit more of a finesse blocker. Very good footwork. Very good technique. Not a mauler, not overly physical, but a guy who really could probably develop into a left tackle at this level, which is obviously a valuable, a valuable skill set to have. As this draft was, you know, short on those options, so good value here for them getting Pete, a guy that you know had been rumored for the Jets a little bit as a potential trade back target, and I think taking him at this spot is probably about where he should go.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it's it sounds like it's a good value pick for the Saints. They have another first round pick. They can address the wide receiver issue there. Uh, guys, we have uh, Chris Presty on the line. I'd, I'd, I'd love to get to Chris if we can. I'll, I'll ask the questions if we can. Chris Presty from WFAN.com. Um, Chris, uh, it's Sam Pete here and the boys. Uh, we have a very full room, so it might be kind of hard to hear us. But uh, Chris, are you there? Chris, uh, we're trying to get you on. Chris LePresti does a great job for WFAN covering the Jets. He has just been covering McCagnan and Bulls uh, press conferences. Uh, Chris, do we have you on the line? All right, we'll try to get him back. Let's see if we can get him back here. Thanks, everybody, for bearing with us. Dalvin is absolutely mauling a slider right now. It's almost upsetting. It's like the Serengeti over here. Uh, Chris, are you there? Can you hear us? Ah, we lost him. All right, uh, we will try to get Chris back on the line in a couple of minutes. Uh, Chris does an amazing job, guys. This might not be a bad time to do the raffle. Oh, we got to hand out some prizes. So. Yeah, let's hand out some prizes. You got, you
7: got the booming mic.
0: Let's hand out those signed footballs. All right, how am I? Do- how am I doing this? Uh, hold on.
7: Air- reach him. We got the uh, signed Jeremy Curley football. Signed to Shaw Ferguson football. We got
0: four sets of preseason tickets, I believe. We have four sets of preseason tickets for the Jets. We have the signed football for DeBrickshaw Ferguson. We have the signed football for... The Leonard
7: Williams jersey. Just kidding. Not yet. Wow. We just got signed Ferguson. Uh, Uh, I'm walking out with that one, buddy. Um, And uh, So how are we doing this? We just pick it out of this? Just pick it out of that. you got the booming mic, so you you let it rip. And if they don't come up and claim it, I'll just take it all
0: home. It's okay. That's all right. Or I'll take it home for Wes. Yeah. Or we'll just give it all to Dalton. All right. Let me, let me get in here. All right. Okay, here we go. The first ticket we are going to call. Take your tickets out. This is for the DeBrickishaw Ferguson signed football. The Shaw Ferguson signed football. The ticket number is 7412921. Seven, four, one, two, nine, two, one. Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Fry? Oh, wait! Somebody's we, holding
7: we got up their hand. We got a winner! Come to the booth and claim your prize. We got a winner, you guys! Come claim your signed Tim Tebow T-shirt. And, uh, <laughs> Just kidding. That's not the prize. We. <laughs> We have
0: a Louis Aguiar signed cleat. Uh, no, here he comes. Not the shoe, just the cleat. Just the cleat. <laughs> it's, it's a cleat. Ah, get yourself on. Ah, welcome aboard. What's your name? Ferguson football. And what kind of fan are you, Mark? Giants fan. Where are you from, Mark? New York. All right, Giants fan from New York. How do you feel about it? Hey, Mark, Mark, come here, come here, come here. How do you feel about the pick? Boom. How do you feel about the pick? You like it? Need pick, but good player. All right, good. So you're satisfied with, you trust in Jerry Reese. Two Super Bowl trophies means you get to trust that. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming, buddy. I appreciate it. Find a Jet fan to give that to. All right, here we go. The second ticket coming up is uh, I, I'm trying to get I'm trying to dig deep here Cal I'm trying to dig deep I've never done a raffle have you ever done a raffle? Uh, yeah I've, I've done some in my day You you have? I have What are you
5: moonlight? I'm, a, I'm, I'm an amateur raffle <laughs> You're an amateur You haven't gone pro yet No
0: What's the prize? Yeah I, I'm going to get there Jay Gee whiz oh, I mean Okay so our second prize here is a signed Jeremy Curley football Woo! number 11 for the New York Jets from TCU, number eleven in your hearts, number one in your programs.
7: No wait. That is how it goes, Strike
0: that, reverse it. Number one in your heart, number eleven in your <laughs> I, I, I know. There's <laughs> ten guys in your heart, more yeah. than him. He's, he's he's very he's like eleven. He's like eleven in my heart though. He's, he's you know he doesn't burn. <laughs> Alright, here's the number. Jeremy Curley, signed football, seven, four, one, two, nine, two, four. Oh, there he is! What are the odds? Enjoy it. it. There it is. There it is. There it is. All right. What? what Treat it like did? a baby. Dan, how much you bench? How
2: much do I bench? Oh, oh, I, I'm messing with you, dude. What did
0: the Rangers do tonight? Is that right? Score? One nothing. Has Ovechkin taken a run at anyone yet? He a goal. Uh, yes. so, uh, yes. I feel your pain. I feel your pain. I'm from the out. That's it. I hey, it. thank you for coming, man. Seriously, enjoy the football. Jeremy Curley signed football, and uh, and a gra- and he's got a Bukaboom jersey on, Cal. A uh, Bukaboom A Buka, a Buka, Buka, Buka Boom, huh? jersey. Which wow. makes me want to pull that sweater over your head and go Mick coat oh, on you. But he
5: benches 245, so you better be careful. That's true.
0: I'd have to go Kenny Baumgartner on that one. All right. Um, so we have another prize. Do we have another prize? Do we have a do pick? You, do we want to go to the Dolphins pick real quick?
7: First? Did we miss a pick? Our beloved Tannenbaum Dolphins pick. We missed the pick. What was beat the pick? Green
3: Bay and almost beat Denver, but their identity. J. All, all of Whoa! Well, then no, it looks the like the pick is in for the Dolphins. In, pick do pick you want to wait for that. Well, we've been we do let's stuff. wait for the they pick in to be cool. no, That's my amateur. i excited
0: free. Free. about Mike <laughs> no no skills to play. It's
8: the Dolphins. It don't really matter.
0: It's true. If you were a pro, another They've had a lot of. How would you have
6: handled how I did that? They need a cornerback Portland I would have dug deeper for the Ticket.
8: I would have announced the prize first. I did it. They really first. Clearly. They just call in Vanna White. Yeah,
2: really yeah.
0: He's it. a hard marker. You're a hard you marker. Did, you did a good job, though. Thanks, man. All right, uh, hey, we're going to wait for the Dolphins pick to be in. Hey, guys, very interesting that the Miami rebuilt Dolphins here, and Mike Tannenbaum, who we, o- who we know all so well, Joe Cabaroso, Mike Tannenbaum.
7: Mike Tannenbaum back in the power seat and not surprising with the position he's going with here.
0: Back in the I saddle it, I again. It,
4: okay.
0: I, I, uh, I I love that Mike Tannenbaum is now running the Dolphins draft. I really do. It's, it, it is
7: exciting to see and I, I think, and again I, we'll cut to Goodell here and I'll, I'll break it down after. Yeah. But Let's go to the CBJ. pick by Mike. Thanks.
2: The, the 14th pick in the 2015 NFL draft The Miami Dolphins select Devontae Parker. Wow. Wide receiver, Louisville. Wow. So they
0: go offense and they give, you know, Ryan Tannehill another weapon. Wide receiver, Joe. uh, Has gone.
2: (laughs) This is a, well,
7: both (laughs) Joes. This is a huge pick for the Dolphins. Not a surprising pick. I mean, uh, the Dolphins have been linked to receivers throughout this throughout this entire process, even some rumors of them potentially trading up to get a guy like White or Parker. And, and Parker at 14, considering what we've seen on this board, is considered generally good value here. Again, I'm not crazy about taking a receiver this high. Not surprised that Tannenbaum did it, despite them really remaking that group of receivers this year. Yeah, Kenny Stills, Greg Jennings, yep. now you add Parker to the mix. It's a good group of weapons for Ryan Tannehill. Never mind, they also signed Jordan Cameron
8: growth last year uh, towards the end of the season he was one of the better quarterbacks in the league honestly, um, now you go out and you get him a Stills, you get him a Greg Jennings and you get him Devontae Parker and now you can take even that next step um, do we have a yeah, trade?
0: We do, we do have a trade the Chargers and the 49ers have made a trade, the Chargers uh, get the 15th overall so they've slid into the 15th spot and the 49ers have traded out, they get the 17th overall and a 2015 4th and then another pick I didn't see it in there so the Chargers are now on the clock. A team that everybody widely speculated might be after Todd Gurley. He's off the board. Maybe uh, Gordon III here is the pick for the Chargers. They're running back uh, you know, uh, deficient. And now we've seen a running back come off the board in the first round. Guys, I want to try to go to Chris Lepresti again if we can. So, Jay, if you can just have me, uh, and then we'll, we'll see if we can bring CeeLo in here. CeeLo, it's Sam Pete. Um, I know it's crazy pants here. There's a lot of voices. Can you hear us? I can kind
1: of faintly hear you guys. I'm glad you got a big loud crowd oh boy we we're, we're really
0: having trouble with the phone you. lines, Chris. We really apologize. Thank you so much for he can't hear us okay I'm sorry, Chris. um we are not able to hear you out here in the room. Jay so um but Chris wanted to ask you uh, about the jets pick. obviously, you just sat in on the uh the conference calls, or, or sat in with Bowles and McCagnin. What did they have to say? What can you bring to us about what they had to say about the Sheldon Williams pick?
1: Uh, we had a chance to talk to Mike McCagnin and Todd Bowles and Leonard Williams on the conference call. Um, basically, you know the, the underlying theme for McCagnin and Bowles is just that there was too much value for them to pass up at number six. They didn't expect Leonard Williams to be there on the board. They had him valued or, or ranked, I should say, in their top three. So when they got to number six, and he was still sitting there, uh, you know, they they sat back, they fielded some trade calls from other teams, but nothing that they felt was even close to uh, you know valuable enough to, to trade out of number six. So the Jets now have a bit of a log jam along their defensive line, but they they landed arguably you know the best defensive prospect, or maybe the best overall prospect in the draft at number six. So from a value standpoint. Mike McCagnin certainly did a nice job here with his, uh, his first-ever selection as a GM. Now we just have to wait and see how it plays out with Muhammad Wilkerson. You know how they're, if, if, if Wilkerson returns, how they're going to choose to deploy their guys and their personnel along the defensive line. But uh, the bottom line is the Jets added what should be a, a, an outstanding football player to their defense tonight uh, and did so in a position where people I don't think thought they'd be able to get their hands on a player of Leonard Williams' capabilities.
0: Chris, you just, you just read my next question, and my next question was, did anybody bring up Mo Wilkerson? I mean, was that, you know, uh, what was the scuttlebutt there about Mo Wilkerson's status with the Jets? I hear that question? Sorry, Chris, were you able to hear that question? I didn't. I didn't catch that last question. Sorry, guys. I'm trying my best to yep, hear. It's yep. Very yep. Tough. Yep. Uh, no, the question was simply: Did anybody bring up Mo Wilkerson? Did say it again? Did anybody what? Did anybody bring up Mo Wilkerson? Did anybody bring that up? Mo Wilkerson. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike McAdoo and Todd Bowles were both asked about that. Um, you know, the Jets are going to be very buttoned up about that that situation right now, just because. There's a lot of questions and uncertainty there right now. Uh, and that really started even before they selected Leonard Williams. You know, Mo Wilkerson hasn't been here for voluntary mini camp, which is not a shot against him. It's voluntary for a reason. He's doing what he feels is best for him and his contract situation. So he had the reports earlier in the week that some teams had contacted the Jets about a potential trade involving Wilkerson. And, you know, I didn't really buy it much at the time. And even up until tonight, Right until the Jets submitted that pick, I, I wasn't of the belief that they were really seriously looking to trade Moe Wilkerson. And I'm still not sure that they're really seriously looking to trade Moe Wilkerson. And Mike Cagman said, we're not actively shopping him. Uh, but the fact that they now have another potential defensive stud or defensive end, I should say, to add to, you know, along with Sheldon Richardson, and now you throw Leonard Williams in the mix, you've got Damon Harrison, you've got Quentin Coples who can play with his hand in the dirt in pass rushing situations. So, you know, if Wilkerson is really looking for that, that huge contract, that big-time money, well, I think the Jets, what they did with this Williams selection is they've given themselves a little bit of leverage with the with those contract talks. You know, they're not in a desperate position where they have to go out and absolutely give Mo Wilkerson whatever he wants. Uh, I do think that you heard Mike McKagan and Todd Bowles both say, look, Mo's a really good player. We want to have him here, and we'll both probably be reaching out to him in the near future. Bottom line is, there's a, there's a dollar amount that Mo Wilkerson and his agent think he's worth, and there's obviously one that the Jets think he's worth. Uh, and I really didn't think any of this was going to get resolved until after the draft, so I'm sure those, those talks will heat up now once we get through the weekend. It's just you have this, this, this new layer to add in where all of a sudden uh, the Jets have added another piece to that defensive line, and, and that can certainly have an impact on, on how those talks are going to go going forward.
0: Chris, was there a sense of surprise in that room, or did you get the feeling that the Jets were surprised that Williams was there? Yeah,
1: they, they did they did say that they did not think he would be available for them in number six. Um, as, as I mentioned off the top, they had him ranked in their top three, and, you know, as much as as we all look at mock drafts, I'm sure people inside uh, the war rooms in the NFL kind of keep an outside eye on them, just for fun, I would imagine, but uh, you heard those guys say in there tonight that they they certainly didn't expect he'd be sitting there at number six, and the value of taking Leonard Williams at number six was just too too high to pass up. So um, I don't think they came into the night expecting that this was going to be the outcome, but that's the way the board, that's the way it, it it fell to them. And we see this every year. There's always a couple of guys that maybe don't go where they're projected. Maybe they slide a little bit. You don't expect that with arguably one of the better better prospects in the draft, but. That's what happened. The Jets were the beneficiary, and Mike McKagan talked last week about wanting to take best player available. Well, (laughs) he sure did that in this situation because defensive line, defensive end specifically, not at all a need for this team right now. In fact, probably the the least of their needs, but what they did tonight and what they feel good about is the fact that they added another really good football player, at least a guy that they feel is going to be a really good football player to their team.
0: And, Chris, just one more, because um, I know you're trying to watch the Ranger game. Um, but the, I think this first pick for Mike McCagnin spoke volumes about his mantra really being best player available. I mean, could we have possibly learned more about Mike McCagnin as a GM with that pick? You know, he talked about it
1: last week, how he, he doesn't, one of his pet peeves, when, when, when analyzing what, what goes on in a draft year to year, one of his pet peeves is ranking need above value. and He feels that when teams start to draft for needs or they let their needs get in the way of their evaluation of a player, that's where, big, that's where mistakes are made and where teams get themselves into trouble reaching for certain players that might not work out in terms of the value down the road, whether or not they turn into a fuss. Whether or not it just the pick just doesn't really, the player doesn't really uh, live up to expectations of where he's being drafted. So, uh, McKagan, the phrase that we've heard, I heard yesterday, or last week I should say, and heard again today, is that you want to evaluate and rank your board in a bubble. Meaning, you're not considering your needs, you're not considering what other teams may or may not do. You're just strictly looking at the player, uh, his measurables, his, his game film you know, his character concerns, or whether or not he has a high character, and you're just going to rank your players based on that, based on nothing else. And I think that's exactly what they did in this particular instance. You know, they had other needs that they could have addressed. Had they taken a Vic Beasley? Had they taken a Kevin White? People probably wouldn't have, you know, gone screaming out into the streets saying, no, they made the wrong decision. Um, But you can also turn that around and say, well, they took arguably the best player in the draft at number six. So despite the fact it wasn't a need and they do have some other concerns to address. It's really tough to kill a first year GM when he lands, you know, a player that people had ranked in the top three at number six. So he stuck to his, his philosophy. We don't really have a track record on him yet, but I think you saw tonight probably what Mike McCann is going to be all about.
7: Chris. It is already being reported by the Bleacher Report that the Jets are actively putting Muhammad Walker on the trading block. Gun to your head, do you think he is in green and white week one against Cleveland?
0: Chris, did you get that uh, question? That was Joe. I'm not sure if you were able to make it out. Hey guys, yeah, I wasn't able okay. to make out that last
1: one. Whoever was speaking, whoever was speaking has a real deep voice, and there's a lot of faith, <laughs> so I couldn't quite make it out.
0: Sorry about that. That's, 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 that's our old friend, Joe Caparoso. Uh, but no, Chris, Oh, what... hey Joe, I'm sorry,
1: man. <laughs> I don't, it's I don't no problem. To, it's just... I don't need to miss out on Joe's question. I it's just this deep North I can't Jersey make place. out the words. You guys got, you guys got quite a quite a crowd over there. It sounds like you're all having a good time. It's a good
0: thing. We do. And let me let me relay his question, Chris. Um, basically, he asked, uh, it's already being reported uh, in certain places that Mo Wilkerson is being shopped. And Joe's question was basically kind of gut feeling. Is Mo Wilkerson a jet come week one against the Browns? Uh,
1: you know, I said I said earlier tonight before this before this round one started that I still felt Mel Wilkerson would be a jet by the time uh or not that he ever wasn't a jet, but I felt that they would get a deal done by the time training camp arrived or the early part of training camp. You know, I'm not gonna do flip and do a complete one eighty right now. I understand that there's gonna be a lot of rumors speculation and reports out there now fueled by the fact that the Jets just picked Leonard Williams. Um, I can only go based on what McCagnon and Bowles told us about a half hour ago or so, and I understand that NFL GMs and head coaches aren't exactly transparent with the media at all times, but they said he's a good player that they'd like to keep and that they're not actively shopping him. Um, Does that mean that they're not fielding calls from other teams about him? No, probably not. I'm sure they're going to want to listen to any offers that might be out there, because you never know. You might find a desperate team or a team that's willing to offer you a package that has just too much value to uh, to turn down. So I think it would be foolish for them to come out and say, no, we're not treating Mo Wilkerson, no ifs, ends or buts. You know, they have to be open-minded right now. It's late April going into May. We're a long ways away, a couple months of training camp, even more away from the season opener. Uh, it's a new regime. It's a new GM. It's a new head coach, a new staff, a new defense, a new offense. You know, this is – while Mo Wilkerson is one of your best players and he's entering his prime – um, you know, th- there are question marks on the financial side. So I think it would be foolish for them to admo- at least not entertain some offers, Now that they've given themselves some leverage with the Williams pick. But
0: I-, I, think we, I think we lost Chris there. Uh, and we're going to go out and start shopping him
1: and making calls and making off- taking offers and, and getting into serious discussions with teams. Maybe it comes to that at some point, but I don't think at this point in time we're, we're quite that far along yet
0: agree with you chris chris thank you so much for the time go watch the ranger game buddy and uh tremendous job as always on wfan and maybe next year we'll get you out here live okay bud thank you all right guys thanks for having me chris Lapresti, the great silo from wfan and the boomer carton program and of course he covers the new york jets for wfan he's a huge ranger fan that kid he's a huge ranger fan he's huge the fact that he called us in
5: the third period in the of third a Ranger period. playoff game and stayed on for a long time and tried calling a number of times. He
0: called in a number of times to, to make it happen. Thank you very much, Chris Lepresti. I think he likes Caparosa.
7: He likes his voice. I didn't realize I had such a deep baritone voice. You really do. I, I you know, I credit Ringwood North Jersey where I came from and uh, I, I wouldn't my family had come in from the hills of Sicily, what can I say? <laughs> uh, so after this pick I tweeted out, I said on a scale of one to ten, what does everybody rate this pick? And I think it probably be about a, over about a hundred responses I would or so. I would say overwhelming consensus is, you know, eight, nine, ten, seven, eight, nine, ten. As to be expected, draft night. People have faith in the new GM, they're excited about it. I think a lot of what a lot of people are saying, and what is a qualifier, is you know seven if they seven if they trade Wilkerson, nine if they find a way to keep him. And again, it's already being reported that he's on the block. Is it, how how valid is it at this point? I don't know, but it, it is impressive conviction by McAden to stick to his board and very truly take the best player available. Now they're going to be getting so many offers from Muhammad Wilkerson if they weren't already. It, there is undeniably a glut of defensive linemen on this team and do they budge and what how do they value wilkerson are they content to keep him this year franchise him next year and and worry about it down the road or are they just going to say you know what our numbers are too far far apart can we get you know a second rounder from him? Can we maybe get a first rounder from him? Can we get can we get a quarterback for him? Exa- you know what? <laughs> how can we activate him in a potential deal? And that that's going to be very interesting to watch. I'd love to see Wilkerson back. He's a 25 year old. He's one of the best all around three four defensive linemen yep. in the NFL. Those guys don't grow on trees. There's going to be a lot of pressure on the Jets though, and a lot of offers now to potentially trade him. So how do they handle it? And then if they do keep him, how does Todd Bowles scheme? a defense around getting the most out of all of these guys, where the Jets have such a condensed amount of talent up front. Harrison just signed his tender. He's back. We know we have Richardson, who may already be eclipsing Wilkerson. You have Wilkerson, potentially. Now you have Williams. Now you have Copels, who they exercise the fifth-year option on. So going to be very interesting to watch, and also very interesting to watch how they handle a 37th pick and do they continue with that same strategy and maybe, again, take a position that... We don't potentially expect. I mean, could they go secondary if there's someone right. who's there who they're not right, secondary? Right, right, right. It's not necessarily a slam dunk that they go receiver, offensive line, or running back. We would think that, but, you know, we have to see how it plays out. So, Joe, you've, you've just done
5: the thing that you always do best, and that's talk rationally about the pick and what the Jets did. Now, I want your opinion on how you feel about the pick. Do you like it? Do you like taking Leonard Williams at six, or are they inviting a lot of unnecessary drama now with all of the Mo Wilkerson talk?
7: Personally, I'm not honestly thrilled with it. I, I probably would have took Beasley in that spot, although I would prefer Williams to White because I'm not crazy about taking a receiver at six. But again, I, I think that Williams' ceiling is no higher than Wilkerson. So I understand he's 20, and maybe he does develop into being a better player than him, but I like keeping your talent. I think we saw this with Darrell Revis, and we saw this with you know, do you want to trade away a 25-year-old All-Pro? Why do you want to bring that potential scrutiny around your team? For that reason and that reason predominantly, I don't love the pick. I understand the pick. He's a high-floor player. You can make a very real case that he's unquestionably the best player still on the board. I'm not doing cartwheels over it. I'm not overly excited about it, particularly if Wilkerson ends up getting traded because this guy is already great, and Williams is not. has to show that he can get to that level. Maybe he does but I don't know if Williams developing to his best is any better than Muhammad Wilkerson was last year and was this year before he got healthy. So I, I, I want to judge it after I see the entire draft class and if they get a potential trade-through for Wilkerson. But, I, you know, I how excited But, with, but Joe, But, yeah.
0: Joe, what are the odds that they trade Wilkerson
7: during this draft? It, it's interesting because if those rumors are coming in, you feel like something would happen sooner rather than later, right? They're not going to drag. If you're going to trade him, trade him this weekend, where yeah. while while, while, That's what while I'm this saying. activity right. is going on, why drag it out? I would say I understand the pick on a scale of one to ten. I'm probably about a five as being excited about wow. it. Williams is going to be a good player. Is he going to be a great All Pro player? I'm not sure yet. Is he going to be better than Wilkerson? I'm not sure yet. I want to judge it in the context of the entire class and around a potential Wilkerson trade, right? So it's going to be interesting to see. Again, I, you know, there were some people scratching their heads when the Jets like took Sheldon Richardson. I think Richardson yeah. was a more explosive prospect, right? And he's been terrific. Let's hope. Let's hope this is a repeat of that scenario.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's. Go ahead, Cal. I'm no, the,
5: the the only thing about trading him now is I think we can agree that he's worth at least one number one pick. So but, it's but tough. next year, it's tough to trade for next year's right. number one pick because right. you don't know where those teams are going to fall.
0: Joe, what does this, this pick become, though, if they keep them all and they just run this ridiculous defensive line out at you? I mean, what, I mean, is, what does it become question. if they extend Richards, uh, you know, Wilkerson, you know, and all of a sudden schematic. they run this out at you that, you know, with the revamp secondary, now all of a sudden this defense is legendary. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're counting on interior pressure, right? You're going to get
7: your pressure from the interior, not off the edge with speed because, you know, they're kind of light on that right now. Which is what hurts Brady. It. It's true, it's true. Um, but it's going to be interesting schematically. How does Bowles find a way to use these guys, and how does he move them around the formation? One of the best things about Mohan Wilkerson is that he can move around the formation. Is Williams going to be able to do that right out of the gate? It might take a little time. But Richardson is probably ready to assume that role. And is Quinton Culp is going to be the
0: guy we saw in the last three or four games He's last the year when Wilkerson was hurt? He's a key swing player in yep. this as well. He's a huge swing player. All right, we got to finish up the raffle, and then we only have a few minutes left of the live uh, podcast, so we're going to wrap things up. So let's finish up the raffle. By the way, while we were uh, away with Crystal Preston again, thanks to Chris for his time. Um, we uh, uh, had another pick. We had Melvin Gordon. Yeah, we had a couple of picks, but we had a very big pick with Melvin Gordon the third going. And for the first time in 800 years, two running backs went in the first round. And San Diego traded up to get that traded pick. Up to get him. So they yes. wanted him. Only two spots, right? I think they went up two spots, but they clearly wanted him. And that's a really good pick for the Chargers. I think. I think that's a great pick for the Chargers. And it also means Phillip Rivers is not going anywhere. No. So you add Melvin Gordon the third to that offense. I think, Joe, what do you think?
8: I think that's a I think that's a great pick for the Chargers. And it, they definitely did a running back, and as soon as Gurley was off the board, you had to assume they were going to be looking at Gordon, whether it be at their pick at 17 or even trading up like they did. Um, <laughs> uh, now you got to figure... Like you said, Philip Rivers is staying there. He's got his running back now. They haven't had a consistent running back since LT left. Yeah. Uh, Sproles was okay for a little bit. Matthews Ryan Madison is Sirs in Sirs. and out of the lineup with the injuries. Danny Woodhead is like a Sproles, can't do it all himself as much as we used to love Danny Woodhead. Sure. Um, although we cut him for David Clowney. Yeah. Uh, still. David Clowney's awesome. Fresh in the I don't lineup. know what's wrong
0: with you. Uh, all right, let's uh let's do uh, let's finish up the raffle guys, and I wanna get your uh, your second round picks for the Jets and then we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, all right, we have another uh, raffle, so grab uh, your tickets. What do we got here? What's the prize, professional auctioneer raffle man? What is it? Flat-brim Jets hat right now. We have the flat-brim and the old-school hat. Your pick, whoever wins it. Okay, so the flat, we're going to go with the flat-brim Jets hat first. Well, this is winner's choice.
7: It's winner's cho-
5: Oh, it's
0: winner's we choice. We have two different hats. Why don't you do this? A smorgasbord of sets. You do it?
5: Yeah.
7: All
5: right. <laughs> Cal's taking over the raffle. <laughs> okay, so the number is 7 four one two nine four nine do we have a winner can we make up a winner here here it is again we'll give it to you again ready seven four one you got it seven four one two nine four nine and we have a winner right. oh we have to verify it hold on yeah. <laughs> <Check the numbers. laughs> you're so official this is official is this what a professional raffle guy does
0: this is accurate he's a winner he's a winner this is a very difficult decision I like, I like your choice you made choice. the smart choice you made the right move thank you thank you for coming down tonight Alright, so are we good on the raffle? Or do we have anything else? Do you have anything else?
5: To raffle? I, I don't have did you, bring, did you bring anything? I brought I brought something. Okay, we have the other hat to raffle off.
0: Go ahead.
5: Okay, here's the other hat. Here's your number. Here's your number. Seven four one two nine seven. One.
4: Ooh. It's dramatic. Right? Ooh.
0: Flat brimmed jet hat. Who gets a flat brimmed hot jet hat? This hat is. What's the Chiefs the number pick in? is in. What's
5: Well, do you want to hear the Chiefs pick?
0: The Chiefs select Marcus Peters, cornerback from Washington. Wow. So Peters went there. Tiny Nolan, very upset. He just, he just picked. I Call an 8. I need a hat. Look
4: price. at this. It's Look at
0: this guy's hat. hair. Okay. okay.
5: It's an 8. Yeah. Uh, it's an 8. I was nice looking that. at it wrong. It's an 8. <laughs>
2: <laughs> eight. There you go. go you can't replace that.
0: the joy on his face. You can't. The joy, the joy on his face was priceless. You can't take that away from him. No, you can't take that away. You
7: can't. It's like a kid getting the Super Nintendo. he It really sure. is. <laughs> We're going to We're
0: going to wrap up the podcast in just a couple of minutes. Thanks for everybody to come down. We got to get
7: rid of those pre- we still got the preseason tickets. Clock ticket now, I know. Oh, we do. Yeah. I don't know I don't know how we give those away. We have we have more raffle tickets. Th- those who win will have to just send them along their contact information and we will send over the uh, Yeah, like the code in the card
0: now, the high tech tickets. Gotcha. Okay, so we have the Jets preseason tickets to raffle off. We're going to do this now. Four tickets, two sets of two for two games. Four sets of two tickets. So I'm so I'm calling two numbers right now. Four. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Let's raffle these off Jets preseason tickets. You can go to the game, have a great time at the stadium. It's a do- What are you eating? What is that? Maron, Go easy, will you please? I'm in Mutrivam. Like, come on. I'm hungry. What are you teaching this kid? <laughs> all right, first number here for the Jets preseason tickets 7412946. 7, 29467412946 7412946 741 2946 All right 7412977 seven, seven. Anyone 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 We may we may have trouble moving the preseason tickets boys we could always just go and have. All it. right, oh Matt Silvestri, there <laughs> we go. Right. We got Matt a Silvestri, fantastic. Uh, this guy coming up to the uh, to the booth here is a is an old friend of mine. Fantastic, pitcher. big Giants fan. Big Giants fan. Uh, good pitcher. Still, we love you. What? What do you think? Of, she was taking a piss. Your girlfriend was taking a piss. Oh, okay, that was Matt Silvestri. Everybody. She may be done with everything by the time she gets back to the bathroom. There she is. There she is. She is the big winner. You guys are going to go to the game. She might be going to the game by herself. She might be going to the game.
7: Lovely East Rutherford, New Jersey, on a warm August night. It's going to be a, more it's romantic. Going to be a gorgeous
0: romantic August nights. The smell will be wafting through. Uh, still, so, uh, what do you think of the Giants' pick, buddy? Need pick, total need pick, right?
5: It was either Sheriff
0: really. the Reds get through. Sheriff was a guy, but Reds the red again. 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 Well, listen, congratulations. I'm going to give you one of Dave Lopez's cards. I don't know if you know him. Have, have you met him? <laughs> I I he was one of the proprietors of Gun Hill Brewery. <laughs> I, you don't say. I mean, they, have great beer, I they have very good beer. Here, Contact <laughs> contact Dave Lopez. For your tickets, thank you for coming, brother. So good to see you. Nice to meet you, guys. Enjoy the game. You can, you can root against the Jets. It'll be so much fun. It'll be so much fun. She lo- she's a keeper. I like this one, Matt. She's far better looking than you. Far better looking. Yeah. I mean, it's not even it's not even a contest. All right. We uh, we have uh, a couple more tickets to give away. We'll do this real quick, and then we'll wrap it up. And uh, Cal, yes. That, Number two, please. We have a gentleman here
5: that drove up all the way from Virginia for this draft party. Are you serious? Yes. That's the word that I've gotten. He's well, come up from Virginia. On. He wants to give us his opinion on the jet pick.
0: Okay. I would love that. Uh, this has been vetted by Joe. This is Joe. This Joe is, is fine. Joe has vetted him? Yeah. I love this guy
5: like a yeah, professional. Give instructions. Grab those
0: beers there, Joe. Make sure those beers don't get in the way there. Nah, don't,
7: sacrifice the don't
4: sacrifice the beers. What's going on, everybody? So, first of all,
0: welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Thank you so much for coming up. What's your Thanks name? Thanks for having me. My name is David. David, yeah. pleasure to meet you. Likewise. Sam Pete, Cal, Joe. Pleasure. You met Joe Cap. Welcome. Thank uh, you. Where'd you drive? Where'd you drive up from? Virginia? Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. Yes, sir. Holy macaroni. Yes, sir. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Go ahead and <laughs> swallow that mic. Get as close to that mic as you possibly <laughs> right, can. Get it close. Get it close. There okay. it is. You got a great voice, man. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. So, uh, first question. How do you feel about the pick?
4: I I love the pick. Okay. Yeah. Um. We did the opposite of what the Redskins did. The Redskins had a need at five, and they reached for a guy who was probably the 10th best player in the draft. And we had the opposite effect. We didn't need Leonard Williams, but he's the best kid on the board, obviously, for probably about 20 teams in the draft. And we get the best player overall with six. I'll take it. You love it. It's the opposite of what the Jets have done for the last 20 years. Yeah, usually.
5: I'll take it. (laughs) Sounds good. I would imagine
4: that you've been a Jet fan for years. Say again? i would imagine you've been a jet fan for years oh yeah yeah right about 1984 that's okay <laughs>
5: yeah that works yeah, yeah yeah um are you have you when was the last time you were happy with a pick in the
4: first round like this it's been a while i i, I can't tell you when I Put put like this when we took sheldon richardson i didn't even know who he was so that would have been the pick that i would have been excited about and i was like sheldon who <laughs> so that's a typical Jet fan thing. We don't even know when to be happy How about that. <laughs> well we that's we all were.
0: I mean we were doing this show yeah. when they took Richardson. Oh you did, right. We were doing a live draft podcast and they had just taken Milner. So we oh. were we were a little stunned and a little taken aback. Right. And they were like, Sheldon Richardson,
4: what is going like I who mean, is he? I didn't know I mean logic would have told if I knew more about it at that point sure. Missouri D lineman but I didn't and I was like, Who's this guy? Like we got two picks, and we got two guys I don't know. Thanks, Jets. <laughs> right. A typical Jets, right? Typical Jets. Yeah. yeah, but but it was obviously a good draft. It worked and, out. And this, this pick, it's exciting. Yeah,
0: this is, I, I think, again, we we saw them take the best player available. We haven't seen that in a long time. Obviously, there's a lot of film on Leonard Williams that we love. We've been able to see a lot of him. Right. You know, you, if you watch the Combine at all, you're excited right. about his shuttle, and you're excited about his strength. and. Yeah. Let me ask you, though, living down in in Richmond, I've lived out of town and been a Jet fan before. Yeah. Um, How is it down there? Is there a good scene for the Jets? No. Have you found found like-minded fans? Are you able to get out on a Sunday and watch the
4: game with Jet fans? Um, No and no. Uh, There's a lot of ridicule involved. I live in NFC East country, Right. so um, obviously a lot of Redskins. um, But when you're in that area, people don't have a lot of teams to root for, so it's all Dallas. Skins, Eagles. So anytime I mention the Jets, it's like Jets. What the hell's wrong with you? Right. Part of my French. So uh, <laughs> You're oh, right. it's 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 very volatile territory, and I'm proud. Yeah. I have Mar- Jets Mardi Gras beads. If you I see that. See them, and yeah. they Get worn frequently. <laughs> They're if magnificent. That your question.
0: So how did you how do you come to the Jets in 1984? Say it again. How do you come to the Jets in nineteen eighty four? What's I'm your
4: the Bronx? What's your come to the Jets moment? I'm from the Bronx, so I'm supposed to be a Giants fan. That's my correct. My father's a Giants fan. That's right. I don't know what it was, you know, the sack exchange. We won a couple games in that year. Um, my my parents bought me a bunch of Jets stuff for Christmas and I wore a Jets helmet to the movie theater to go see Little Shop of Horrors in like 1985. <laughs> you can ask my father. He's clapping because it's a fact. That's magnificent. And that was it. Like, I don't know. I yeah. just picked them. I watched the Giants win Super Bowl after Super Bowl and I said, "No, nah, I'm still the green and white. I love Here it. Here I am. I'm 34 years old. I haven't learned my lesson yet. So I love it. Whatever. <laughs> I'm so, <laughs>
0: you no, know, and we all are. I ride. It's not, yeah,
4: <laughs> and it's not
0: like a meeting or anything. You don't have to be like, "Hello, my name is Steve, and I'm a Jets fan." Right. And <laughs> how
5: and how long did it take you to drive up here? Uh, six hours. Oh, six man. hours. It took you six hours. You're among friends now. Yeah, you're I'm with your friends. people now. Family, in fact. So, yes, sir.
4: Thank you for coming. Hey, pleasure's mine. Pleasure's mine. Yes, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. Yes, Last sir. thing.
0: Uh, first of all, thank you for following Joe. I, I can speak for Joe. Thank you for following his site. Absolutely. We, we picked up on joe a couple of years ago cal and i and said this right. guy's doing the best job out there that's for- my f-
4: yo turn on the Jets.com. that's it that's my site these are my guys It's the way i follow them all the time Absolutely. yep isn't it isn't it so
0: much better following them out of town now oh god because of the blogs and because of the podcast and
4: because right i i told joe that i come to these guys first I, they don't have the media credentials to have the direct access to the team but I feel like they give so much better information Absolutely. because there's no agenda. Yep. This is right. just this is just what we see on the field yep. be, between Connor with the inside information and these guys. That's it. It's great information. And, yep. yeah, I, I, it's it connects me to the team when I'm out of town. I love it. Thank you so much for coming up, brother. No, pleasure, Appreciate man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Really. One more round on the handshakes. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll we go around again. Hey, you guys have a good night. Man. You too. Hey, Thank you.
0: Safe drive back. So, Thank that's you. I mean, that's just fantastic. That's what it's all about. It's why we did it. And, uh, <laughs> that beer You're is like making me very I'm like my grandmother <laughs> with just that beer that was awesome um, so we're going to wrap up the show we have uh, just a, a couple of preseason tickets to give away Joe that's, that's so great this is so great um, so, uh, do you want to go ahead and read this, and then we'll finish it up, Cal? Okay, so this is, again, one more uh, raffle for Jets preseason tickets. Jets preseason tickets. One more raffle, and then we're going to wrap up the show. Uh, thank you all so much for coming out. Once again, SeatSwapTickets.com, 5 Milestone, turn on the jets.com, rtusports.com, Cal. jets.com, sports.com, Jets. Jets preseason tickets, 741-2966.
5: Seven four one two nine six six. Jets preseason tickets.
0: Jets preseason tickets 741-2966. 2966. Six. Two, six, six. Anybody got that? Anybody got that? Anybody got that? You know what? Can we just give them to him? Yeah. Do so we have a winner? All right. No, you, oh, you are a liar. <laughs> You are a delight. Don't worry about it. That
4: is not my beer. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just give him. Yeah. Yeah. We're just.
0: We're gonna go ahead and give yeah. you the. We have a winner. We have a winner. We're gonna go ahead and give you the the preseason tickets.
3: Yes.
0: Yeah. I will take that. Come up. Here's the card from the guy who has them. You contact him. Okay. He'll get you the tickets. You're all set up. You drive back up. You come see the game.
4: Oh, all right.
0: Oh, shit. There we <laughs> go. That's fine. that.
4: Oh,
0: yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get that after. Don't worry. We'll fix that in post. Don't worry about it.
4: All right. Well,
7: positive energy. Guys, before we wrap up, yeah. huge thanks to you guys. All the audio, all the setting up this entire podcast. Run Running point for three straight hours. Two of, you did, two of you did not get out of the booth or away from the microphone once. It was astounding to me. It's a, I'm it's wearing a, Depends. It's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's amazing endurance. It's really, you guys are so professional we're so happy to work with you guys every year for the for the draft and i hope it's something we keep going in the years going forward there's no other podcast that we you know we we do this with and you guys have just been great to work with it's the best way to put it i don't want to gush too much and make you blush but seriously really much appreciated the
5: feeling is mutual
0: yeah we uh, we we bumped into each other a couple years ago with a mutual interest in in what we were doing and you know, we always say, you, Joe, you guys do the best job with the Jets, bar none. Now you got the podcast cooking. It's been great to watch you guys. So it's our pleasure, believe us. It's it's, it's been it's great, been great.
7: Great union of the fa- these families right here. It's it's a nice <laughs>
0: marriage of the families. It's nice. You know, we know it's each nice. other. It's nice. Um, have to thank Jay Mafali. Thank you, for, Jay. I mean, getting and he's wearing the t-shirt. I got the t-shirt. I wear it all the time. There me. it is, <laughs> Jay. You should get combat pay for this one, though. I mean, this was. This was really difficult. All your bartenders, everybody here at Five Mile Stone. Dave Lopez of Gun Hill Brewery. Thank you so much, Dave. We couldn't have done this without you. The guys from Seat Swap. SeatSwapTickets.com. Uh, Seat tipp- please go there. Uh, they are doing a fantastic thing. It's really a good site. It's a great idea. And guys, good luck with it. Really, good luck with the site. I will steer people there all the time. Dan, thank you so much. David, thank you so much. Everybody here at Five Milestone. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, for Cal, final final unload. I've got
5: I've got nothing. This was a great night. Thank you to everybody, Steve. Thank you for running this whole
0: thing. Yes, I'm going to go use the bathroom. Um, <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's wrap it up.
5: Good night.
6: Coach is right. I mean, this is the kind of guy that Chip would want, and uh, it's a good pick for him. They needed to get some more firepower
3: on the outside. Real quick, this is before you came to us. This is your last place that you work. You know the building very well. This all going to work. Chip Kelly is doing it his way.
6: That's right. Hey, you, need a co- you need to allow a coach in order to, to put a, his program into place. And, to st- and
3: so, trap rolling really now in Chicago.
0: The Windy This episode is made possible by PWC.